Hello and welcome to Smiling Politely with me, Aaron J. How are you doing? So this is a podcast that I'm selfishly using as a platform to shout material to seven people online rather than seven people in a pub. So if there is a topic you want to see me rant about, then please do drop me a message and I'll try to get it done. I'm also using this platform to talk to an array of cool and interesting people, find out what they've been up to and generally just have a bit of a chit chat with them. A huge thank you to those who have listened already and got in touch. It means an awful lot to me. And it's great to know which jokes you like and which jokes you didn't so that then I can actually go and try them out when when I'm allowed to gig again. And, And if they don't go down well, I can blame you, which is absolutely fantastic for me. So this week has been a a little bit of a a turbulent week, I would say. Um, English football is back. Some football is back in England over the course of the next week or so, which means a lot of people will, of course, no longer be watching the Bundesliga anymore. A lot of people used to harp on about the Bundesliga saying, you know, it's, it's the best league in the world. They were usually the more edgy football fans or at least the ones that were trying to be the most edgy you know if it's the best league in the world why is it taking a global pandemic to get people to watch it and I do think with with what's happening in the football league especially with league one and league two it's sad some teams are losing out because of the the PPG system but I mean if you've been losing all year then then what do you expect It's a bit like covering yourself in blood and then swimming with a shark and then complaining that your leg's been bitten off. Like, what did you expect? Or letting someone who isn't a qualified barber cut your hair in quarantine and then act in surprise when they don't do a good job. It's going to happen. There's going to be a loser. That's the way it works. If there's a winner, there's a loser too. Unfortunately, that's the way it's had to happen. But I think like footballers get a bad rap though, don't they? Like, uh, but to be fair, like a few of them have done their bit for their local communities during lockdown. Like Kyle Walker has donated thousands of pounds to the local entertainment industry. And, you know, Jack Grealish has kept a local mechanic in a job. So they're not all bad, are they? But yeah, football is back this week. I'm very much looking forward to to watching the football, watching the League One and Two playoffs and, and watching the Premier League as well. It's been a long time coming, long time coming to get some competitive sport back on the telly. Obviously, this week there was another announcement uh, that pubs are potentially reopening as well. That's perked a lot of people up think the prospect of buying one pint for four pound when you can buy four cans for five pound has excited a lot of people people are worried though like they say that the regulars to some pubs will be putting themselves at risk unnecessarily they needn't worry these people have built up an immunity to disease over the years just by being exposed to so many pub germs And people think that the two metre rule will be a problem. They say it's too far. We can't communicate. Trust me, in most Weatherspoons, you can be two metres away from the regulars and still be able to smell them. Still be able to smell them up until you get home. It lingers. It almost makes its way from their clothes to your clothes and you immediately have to wash. Might be weird for some people, though, having to space out two metres in a pub. I'm a weird guy, so I'm used to people wanting to be more than two metres away from me, you know? Yeah, lockdown's getting you to appreciate the little things, like the pub, getting you to appreciate those pub trips. What lockdown has done, though, is it's made me realise that the economy hasn't really held me back from getting on the property ladder. It's my spending habits that have done that. Uh, I kind of feel like I'm at that age where people look down on me for still living at home like people from from an older generation not everyone but you know some who already had a house at my age sort of look down on me for for not being in the same position but at the same time I mean an average house costs 24 grand in 1980 that was the average price of a house according to Google in 1980 and if I spent 24 grand on somewhere to live now 
I'd be living in a Nissan Qashqai. They're going to look down on me if I live in a car, aren't they? You know, inflation. I can't get on the property ladder that easily. Okay, but obviously this week, this week's been been a little bit tricky. Is is something that I've pondered a little bit as to whether I'd talk about it on the podcast because I'm trying to to be current and write jokes that are topical and, and relatable and. That has forced me to try and be a little bit sharper, try and focus on all of the news stories, whether they're difficult to talk about or not difficult to talk about. And obviously there's been a bit of tension this week uh, regarding race issues and, and people wanting to protect statues. You know, people have obviously been tearing down statues and, 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 and chucking them into the sea. What I want to know is, does that change? The whole concept of the game, musical statues, you know, when the music stops, do you have to stop, jump in a river, then some geezer with a skim fade will get a scaffolding pole and try and fish you out and that's you winning the game. But people are wanting to tear down statues, they're trying to, they're not just like trying to tear down any statue, like they're trying to tear down the statues of people who have done abhorrent things in the past, which is absolutely fair enough. Certain people don't want people with certain pasts representing them. That's absolutely fine. You'd be absolutely sweating it if you were a Fulham fan at the moment, though. For those of you that don't follow football, um, Fulham used to have a statue of Michael Jackson outside their football ground for his music, not for... I don't, what I don't like, because I've mentioned, you know, I am a football fan and I don't like that some of these far right protesters are being deemed as football lads. You know, for me, that's not what football's about. For me, going to watch football is, is going to the football with, with my dad and my brother and, and my 10 year old nephew and buying a, a, a really warm carling before the game, pouring it into a plastic cup. You get half head, half lager, forcefully trying to chug that down and you get into the into the concourse. You have a, a, a dusty, hard on the outside burger for five pounds. You take your seat. You watch a varying standard of football every week. For me, the whole let's dress up like Green Street and kick off isn't what football's about. But unfortunately, there is an association which is caused by football fans behaving in that way. And I can see why people are associating the events from this week with an element of football hooliganism. But I don't, I, I mean, I don't see the point in that area of, of football, to be honest. I don't see the point in going to a football game and then having a fight after because they support a different team to you. By the same logic, do those people go to boxing matches and have a kickabout after? Do they? But people, you know, people are entitled to their own opinion. I'm also entitled not to agree with it. That's the beauty of having an opinion. I'm entitled to find your opinion different to mine. People do have opinions, though. No. I saw a guy saying that he's protesting at the moment against the police and against the, the Black Lives Matter movement uh, because he's proud of where he's from and he feels that, that both the police and the Black Lives Matter movement are, are detracting away from him being proud of where he's from. I get that you can be proud of where you are from, but why does that have to come at another person or another culture's expense? I mean, I love ham rolls. I get them of every meal deal. That doesn't give me free reign to go into Asda and just start chucking all other sandwiches about. Do you know what I mean? I'm not shouting at the tuna and sweet corn going, you don't belong here, tuna and sweet corn. Why don't you go back inside, BLT? You're putting us all at risk, chicken mayo. Like, it's not, it's ridiculous. It's the same concept where I think all sandwiches matter. And I'm very fortunate that the only metaphor, the only way I can sort of articulate my argument about this is through silly metaphors such as that, because I've never had to be subjected to any sort of experience that some people have been subjected to. But in order to, to understand the issue, you've, you've got to educate yourself on that issue rather than immediately dismiss it. You, ha you have to read around that issue 
it's it's like me not understanding the rules of rugby and immediately rebelling against everything associated with rugby just standing outside rugby games going all sports matter what about tennis it seems ridiculous but i mean facebook and social media is allowing people to express their views which indeed they are allowed to i saw a guy express his disgust at a lot of the protests that went on last weekend in in his area uh, in my area i mean all of the pro- i mean the protests were, were wonderfully organized and they were very very peaceful um but people obviously see the 10 second clips on the news where where they're obviously going to put the most eventful things on there aren't they they're not just going to put people being quiet because that doesn't get viewers they're going to put the bad things on aren't they and obviously people react to that and people will use facebook and twitter and instagram to react to that like a guy was expressing his disgust at the protests in my area and i thought okay he's entitled to his opinion that's absolutely fine but i looked at his uh, profile picture and his profile picture was him just holding up both fists in his kit in his kitchen not like out and about he was in his kitchen who's he having a scrap with the kettle This week's topic is the weather, is what I've been given. The weather, which has been quite tricky to write about because the weather's fluctuated a little bit this week. And I tend to think it affects the mood that people are in, depending on what that weather is. I mean, at the moment, the sun's out. Yes, it cheers a lot of people up having the sun out. It almost makes us forget that we're in the situation we're in because we can sit in the garden and have a burger that's been charcoaled to within an inch of its life and everything's good. You know, I love it when the sun's out. I always feel like there's a positive correlation between the temperature rising and the number of creepy messages being sent on all male WhatsApp groups. Like, oh, I love summer, man. I think your appearance varies depending on the weather too. I mean, obviously you dress differently depending on what the weather is because you wouldn't wear shorts and a t-shirt in winter likewise you wouldn't wear a coat in the summer so obviously that element varies but a lot of people try work hard to get that beach body you know they try and get beach ready i don't really see the point in spending three quarters of the year working out just so you can have one of the best bodies on clacton beach i'd rather just drink eat what i want and still not be the worst there let's be realistic but I burn easily. That's my that's my flaw. I burn very easy. Like my neck at the moment looks like a rasher of bacon. And it's just tiny changes to your appearance when the sun comes out. Like little tiny things just sort of change when the sun comes out and you, you barely even notice them. For example, I've got a mole on my arm that's changing in size and shape. And that's only since the sun's come out. So... This week's guest is the wonderful singer-songwriter Adam Thomas. Uh, You can catch Adam Thomas every week on Facebook where he live streams some acoustic sets and he's also been releasing some of his own original music within the confines of lockdown as he's bringing joy to the people out there, bringing joy to the fans. It was a really nice chat with Adam. We got to talk all things music, all things comedy, his influences, all things chocolate, EastEnders, you name it. We probably spoke about it. It was a really fun chat that I had with Adam. So please welcome to the podcast, Adam Thomas. Adam Thomas, hello, how are you doing? I'm very well, how are you? Yeah, good, thank you, mate. Um, So I've been speaking about the pubs reopening. What are your thoughts on that? Um, that's a tricky one. I would, uh, obviously everyone loves a pub and would like to get back in, but, um, there's so many things you can do at the moment, which is like so many people close to each other, but you can't go to a pub. So I think, yeah, why not? Why not? If it <laughs> and if it helps sensible. me. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what I mean, obviously, <laughs> obviously, you're you're a singer songwriter, very talented yeah. singer songwriter. Go and get the guitar. Thank you very much. <laughs> you want to get, get it? it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, 
so, I mean, obviously, usually you will play in 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 pubs and and music venues and concert venues. Like, how's that changed yeah. now that those places aren't open? Oh, it's crazy. Um, it's been really bad, literally, because last I think last year I done two hundred and seventy gigs and. For at the beginning of this year, to be told that my whole year is cancelled is like, wow, that's a lot of gigs and a lot of, you know, my my income as well. And it's it's been tough, but I've been um, doing the live stream and stuff, which has been really good and really helpful. And that's working all right. That's uh, still still playing music, which is good. That's the main that's the main part of it all. So is that on is that on Facebook or Instagram or? Yeah, I've I've been doing uh, mainly on Facebook, but I've tried a few Instagram ones, but I don't for some reason it's not. It doesn't work as well for me on on Instagram. I don't know if it's uh, the server or I don't know that it keeps cutting out a lot, even though I'm in the same spot. So I don't know. I've been using face, Facebook more. But, yeah, yeah, I mean Facebook's quite good as well because at least you you can then share like other people could then share the live stream. Right, yeah. so broadens your your audience by definitely, a little bit. Definitely. So, yeah, I agree. So do you miss the the live performing? Oh yeah, like like mad. It's um it's I still enjoy playing at home on um live stream and stuff like that, but it's it's tough to like I, the way I play is the the more fun people are having, the more fun I'm having. Which yeah. is hard to gauge on a live stream. If you know what I mean. So it's like I, I love seeing people enjoying themselves and that makes me play. Like, I still love playing, but that makes me play better and it makes me play, you know, just, you know, yeah, I much prefer the live feel, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it, you sort of feed off the audience in anything you yeah. do, don't you? That's right. Yeah. So obviously like when you're doing live streams, it is it is very different and you you don't have that crowd element to it um no you can like leave comments and stuff has that been useful to you or or not yeah no it has um people do leave comments and i I like it when people like chat or ask questions and stuff a lot of people just like to sit and watch the music which is good and some people like to have a little chat and have a bit of a laugh and stuff i love because it's i like to engage with the people who are watching me which is you know i think it's nice to have that almost like that personal connection sort of yeah, if that makes any sense. So that personal connection is really important to you. I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, uh, uh, I like that, mate. I like that. So when when you play, yeah. when when you play and when you you do your, your gigs, whether they're virtually or or live, yeah. You, I've spoken to you about this recently, so I thought it'd be nice for other people to hear your take on it as well. You tend to do a lot more covers but you're starting to drip in a lot more original tracks too that's right yeah um so my my idea with the original one cover things going on was um so i've seen a lot of like i was in bands years and years ago so i was, I was in my first band when i was 13 so that was 15 years ago now and we was doing originals and covers and then we had a little bit of a break. And then I was in another band at 19, uh, 18, 19. And I've, I've done a lot of learning and I've seen a lot of people and I've, I've watched, you know, how people are progressing and stuff like that. So even for myself, I've, I've watched what I've done before. And I think this is the way to do it this time. So I've spent a good amount of time, like over two years now, just trying to build up that name and trying to build up a, um, a fan base of people that like what I do for the live element and if they're enjoying it and stuff like that, you know, so I've, I've built that up, you know, to a, you know, it's, it's been hard and it's been a lot of hard graph. Like I said, last year it was 270 gigs and the year before wasn't as much as that, but it's been a lot of hard work. And for me now is the perfect time for my originals to go in because there's going to be people listening to it. Now I've like back in the day, we used to release originals. We had, hardly any supporters so we're putting our heart and soul into these original songs and uh got no one to listen to it yeah that's it yeah so i don't know so it's, it's going all right so this is yeah it's just a different game strategy different plan different yeah i, I want people to hear the music because i want people to relate to the music so if i've built up a fan base i can then give them my music and see 
where it goes from there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, what are the plans for the original stuff? Are you hoping to get to get a, an EP out or, or a single out at some point? Um, so before, pre-coronavirus, I was <laughs> supposed to be recording an album in spring and that time has gone and I haven't been able to do that because I was going to go to a studio and get it all done and then release it in the summer and it was the plans were great but then uh, yeah corona came along and ruined a lot of things for a lot of people so <laughs> I've been releasing live singles so I've been doing versions live versions of my songs and then releasing them slowly and steadily rather than here's one single next day, here's another single. Because I don't want people to forget about them either. So it's like, I want to, you know, um, get the song out, let people listen to it, let people enjoy it. Or, well, if, you know, people might not, might be rubbish, I don't know, but two, three weeks or whatever. And then like the next, next month comes along, I'll release another one. So it's like, they're still in people's heads. People are still enjoying them, hopefully. And then, yeah. So that's my plan for now. It's more, more about releasing singles until I can record. I will eventually record the whole album of the songs I've released, but um, yeah, it's just when when we can really. It's it's a tricky, isn't it, with coronavirus because it's it's it really has turned lots of people's plans upside down. I mean, there's people that have booked holidays, people that oh, have, mate, haven't yeah. been able to to do things professionally, all because of of these things in place. And I think at least we're staying safe and and getting it, the virus under under control uh but i mean who are your your musical influences as a as a singer songwriter is there anyone you look up to um so the background of my whole music you know starting music and stuff like that was it's weird because i the, i don't sing these songs but it was metallica it's like a uh god when do they start like 70s 80s metal band <laughs> it's really <laughs> odd but that's why i started playing guitar and then it's all evolved honestly it's mad it's all evolved from there it's like i then listened to other stuff and it opened me up to this music opened me up to that music currently now and a lot of people will probably say oh yeah you can see you're influenced by this person but i think the backstory of ed ed Sheeran is insane and that that does in a way inspire me to you know and motivate me to work hard because He's Jack the Lad, you know, he's just a normal guy. Um, it's crazy. And he's gone from nothing to a superstar in 10 years. It's crazy. Yeah. And I mean, you get compared to Ed a little bit. So, I mean, uh, I was going to yeah. ask you, how do you feel about the comparisons? Is it something you'd like? Is it something that you'd you'd rather be yourself or? Um, well, so... A lot of people say vocally that it's, there's some similarities, which fair play, I, I will take because he's the biggest star in the world. Happy days. Jobs are good. But <laughs> <laughs> I obviously want to be my own person. And I don't, but I don't mind. Like people say, yeah, that sounds like a bit like Ed or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. Thank you. And um, cause it is a compliment at the same time. But then again, I want to be me. And I want people to recognise me for me. It's never a, a deliberate thing if there are similarities, but it might just be a case of same areas, same age, and I don't, I don't know. I don't know. So, I mean, you and Ed obviously share the passion of music. You also share another passion of being really gnarly and skateboarding. Oh, really gnarly. Uh, I don't know <laughs> about really gnarly. Um, yeah, I used to skate when I was uh, a youngin, a youngin. I don't know. Can I get away of being a youngin now? No, no, no. Yeah, you can. What, you're 28? 28, yeah. Yeah, that's young, isn't it? Young at heart. <laughs> young at heart. Young it? at heart. You, both, you're as, uh, as young as you feel. You're as old as you feel, as they say. Both in our 20s. You know, both in our 20s now, so. <laughs> that's right. That is right. No, yeah, I used to skate when I was, uh, oh, I don't know, really young. Probably about 12 to about 14, 15, maybe. And that crossed over with the music. So, like, I was doing skating and then I was doing skating and music and then I just went more into music. But yeah, skating, I, I loved it. And I've been in um, isolation and lockdown and stuff like that. I dusted the old skateboard off and, uh, <laughs> you know, it does put your back out now for a few more days than it did back in the day, but it's good fun. 
really good fun. It is, it is good fun. And it, it's weird though, because obviously I've just started doing it. Like I knew how to ride a board when I was like at school, like the bear bait, like yeah. standing on a board, I could do that. But I couldn't like, couldn't like push more than once or anything like that. So it was proper like, it's proper like a new skill for me. Yeah. yeah. I just, I just feel so self-conscious being at a skate park at the age of 26, learning how to do it. <laughs> No, I feel that. I feel that. I like, yeah, it's just like all these youngins looking at you and it's like, what is this guy doing? Or, yeah, I, I feel that. I, I wouldn't like to go to a crowded skate park and, oh, God, yeah, that'd be awful, wouldn't it? I feel like Hans Molman from The Simpsons. Do you remember that guy? That that old guy when he dresses up as Bart Simpson yeah. skateboard and that. That's how yeah. I feel. <laughs> no, I, I do get what you mean, though. It is... Um, Oh yeah, is a is a hard one. It's almost like they're waiting for you to fail, or I don't know. But you got to start somewhere. You got to start something. Got to start somewhere. Got to start somewhere. Got to start at the beginning, you know. But uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, what else? What else interests you, Adam? I mean, because obviously, you, I see you quite quite yeah. a lot for, at, at yeah, very yeah. various events, musical, you do? and comedic. Uh, oh, I love it! I love the comedy stuff. Love it. He, he loves it because it's nothing vicious. It. So you're the singer-songwriter of the family. You've got Danny Mark, who is the comedian, and you've got Stu, who is the artist. My question to you is, how did you all get to be so creative in three different fields? Ooh, that is a good question. Very good question. So if I was to say where creativity come from, it would be a case of growing up in a, a small village with literally nothing to do, n- not even a play park for us. So, it was, so it's a case of um, creating your own entertainment. And with that, music come out, um, art come out, uh, comedy come out. So once you've got that creative mind, then you, you start thinking later on in life. And- yeah, once you've got that creative mind, you can put it to, to a multitude of things, I think. I think you notice a lot of people who are good at one thing tend to be quite good at other creative avenues as well. Like actors tend to be good at singing and dancing as well. It's it's one of them. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree. And I think um, patience is a key factor. I, I see a lot of people who they say, oh, I wish I, wish I could do that or oh, I would love to learn that. And it's not a thing that you can just do. It's the thing you have to relentlessly spend hours and hours and hours every day learning. It's like for me, learning music, I would be in my bedroom after school until I had to go to sleep, learning and practicing. And, you know, um, a lot of people would, would like try it. And if they couldn't do it, just not do it again. Whereas I've tried it. I've not been able to do it. Failed, failed, failed so many times. But I, I stuck with it because there was nothing else for me to do. But if I said, oh, no, I can't do this, I'll just walk away from it. And then I couldn't go, oh, I'll go to the park then. Instead, you know what I mean? It's like, I have to do this. I need to do this. I want to do this. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, that is that's key. Patience is key, definitely. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think anyone, anything that's worth doing is hard to do, I think. Yeah. I've got another got another question for you, Adam. Shoot. What's the weird what's the weirdest gig you've ever done? Oh wow. I have done some strange old gigs and some weird gigs. I can I can give you two. I'll give you two. So it was only last year, and I won't say where the venue was because I don't want to uh, get anyone in trouble. But um done a gig. It was in Essex somewhere. It was in Essex. And uh it was a, like a country pub. It was, I think, one of my last gigs before Christmas. And um, it was good, good vibes. Christmas songs going down, some nice covers. People were dancing, having a good time. And the, uh, the boss man comes up to me at the end, the, uh, the, land, the landlord. He's like, I don't suppose you would mind if we uh, close up the shop, get all the punters out, and then you play on for an hour for my start. You know, so we're going to have a bit of a party. I was like, yeah, I'm happy, mate. You've you've booked me. You've booked me for these times. I'll I'll do it. I'll do it. It's fine. It's cool. No worries. So the staff, there were probably I don't know, 
15, 15 to 20 staff members and, uh, and a few of their friends. So that all the pundits were gone. This is about 11 p.m. Pundits were gone. They moved the benches in front of the door, locked all the doors. All the blinds come down. Next thing I know, I'm still playing. I'm just watching my surroundings. It's just like, oh, yeah, people yeah, seem to be having a good time, drinking, dancing. And then, yeah, so there's a massive table right in the centre. And then out of nowhere, someone placed almost like a bowl on in the middle. And it was full of cocaine. <laughs> what, I'm, <laughs> what I'm assuming was cocaine. I can't, I can't say it was. I don't want to get anyone to shit. And uh, yeah, all up on themselves, all having a little sniff. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas. And I was there just watching it all unfold in front of my eyes. Terrifying. That must be one of the most surreal moments, just watching people that are quite clearly out of their mind in your yep. own sober mind. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I just had to pretend, oh, no, I had to pretend it was normal for me. Because like, how, how do you go, oh, my God, excuse me, guys, can you, uh, do you mind? <laughs> Someone else is, you know what I mean? What do I, what do, I do? Can you guys stop? I, I might, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It was just weird. That was just crazy. And then at the end, they're all hugging me, and I was like, "Cheers!" I see why you're hugging me now. <laughs> I've got, I've got to drive home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was weird. That was, was that was quite scary because like, I was locked in as well. They locked the door. It was in this thing, this bowl of loads of of cocaine. I'm guessing it's got to be, it's got to be sniffing away. Might not be, you know, you, you don't know what it is. It could be... Might not be. Sherbet. Sherbet, a bit of sugar maybe, flour, I don't know. Could I'll be anything. Who knows? Who, know, who, the, <laughs> who the bloody hell knows? Who knows? <laughs> I've, got a, I've got another gig for you, Adam, that, yeah. I, that I witnessed. Right. Of yours. Oh my God. Yeah, I think I know. With, with the old man that just kept interrupting <laughs> your set. <laughs> yeah. he was brilliant wasn't he it was incredible he's just it was relentless <laughs> kept coming up yeah. was you there for the whole night yeah when he was handing me the uh the can of cider yeah, yeah he, he was there for that he had his own <laughs> ciders in the pub and he was pouring <laughs> them into a pint glass and the bar staff <laughs> knew he was doing it but just couldn't be couldn't be bothered with the hassle of kicking him out <laughs> no it was less ag for them just to allow it yeah, but also he. I mean, yeah, he was part. he was old. He was well old. Wasn't yeah, he? yeah, proper, proper. So he was no, living I, the best life. <laughs> I mean, no one wins throwing him out, do they? No, 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 no. Because <laughs> if he resists, what are you doing? I mean, are you throwing? I mean, he must have been late seventies, maybe early eighties. Yeah, I, I was. I was going to say at least eighty. It's that age where you literally just stop caring, isn't it? Like, what are people going to do to you? <laughs> What are the doormen no, going to do yeah. to him? <laughs> what are they going to do? Chuck him out? They look worse. If, they if look that's, worse. For if that story's written in the paper, he's the one that's broken the rules. He's the one that deserves to be chucked out. Yet it would be the venue that, that, that would be written about. And then all the little yeah. comments on Facebook would be, it's a disgrace. They're drunk with power. <laughs> they were just following rules. Manhandling him. Manhandling an old man. An old at man. It was at Christmas as well, wasn't it? I think it was the first gig, actually, after the new year, I think. It was like the second or third of January. Yeah. Because it was there. Uh, because I think no one had any money. And there was not many people out that night, apart from this old boy just <laughs> and having me. cider. <laughs> and you, yeah, I think it was. There wasn't many in that night. I'm not going to lie. But yeah, that was, uh, that was a good one. That was funny. That was good. That was good. That was a great gig. I'm sure he had a hip flask as well. He was just swigging away from his little carrier bag all night. He had a big savers bag, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Big savers Absolute bag. Absolute hero. Had he been to savers that day or had he brought it from home? <laughs> as he got it from underneath the sink. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> He's got his own collection of bags. Oh, oh, that's another one, actually. If we're on the subject of weird gig, at a gig on a Sunday afternoon, Lot, there was quite a few people in there and um geez like I was just I was just trying to play a bit of everything for everyone because I don't want to just stick to one thing because I don't want people to be like you know what I mean like get a bit annoyed but this one guy I had my my daughter and my partner there as well watching my daughter at the time was three 
this guy comes up to me and mimics pulling a gun onto me and shooting me in the face. <laughs> this is true. And uh, I was like, I was shocked by it. I was like, what has just happened here? And I, I thought, I'm going to call him out. I said, what, what was that all about? It's like, you ain't playing no Metallica, boy. I was like, what? Not, I'm not playing Metallica. Like, yeah, you're playing all the current shit and stuff like, <laughs> stuff like this. I was like, but fair play, mate. Look, if, if you want to listen to Metallica, go to a pub night where there's a band playing. You've seen this advertised in this club, which you're actually on the committee of. He's on the committee. So he has signed it off and said, yep, booster gag. And then he, he does that to me. He's like pointing a, a, a gun at me and says he's going to shoot me. And he wants me dead because I'm not playing Metallica covers on my acoustic guitar. And yeah, so I thought, right, I'm, I'm going to have to say something. I, I usually just leave stuff like that. I tried to stay professional. I was like, I thought it's here, man. And you're like, that was just weird. That was crazy. But that is a true story. That happened. That was weird. Mad. The, I think one of the funniest, the fun, what could make that even weirder or funnier would just be if your daughter went, to be fair, Dad, you could have played Metallica. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You play it at home, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> we headbang all the time at home, Dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Mad. To play, to play devil's advocate, though, like, did, I mean, would you have played, if he'd have said, oh, mate, have you got any, can you play a bit of Metallica for me? Would you have done it? I would say, look, mate, I'll give it my bloody best shot. I'll give it my bloody good shot. Oh, I can't even say it. <laughs> bloody best shot. Because uh, there's a few slower numbers, Metallica do, uh, some acoustic acoustic sort of numbers. So it, it is possible, but he was looking for some dirty, like, heavy metal when I was like, I can't do that. I can't, I'm not capable of doing this. But if he, again, like say, if he asked nicely, do you know a slower Metallica number? Yeah, no worries, mate. No worries. Let me see what I can do for you. Because like I said, I play guitar. That, that's the reason why I play guitar. That's why I started was because I wanted to learn Metallica songs. So I know them. I just, <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. I love it. I love how weird people are, mate. I just think it's great, isn't it? Like, in his head, you're in the wrong. That's mental, isn't it? I was completely in the wrong. Yeah, in his, in I was his, completely in the wrong. In his head, you're being unreasonable by p- just performing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. And he wanted me dead. He wanted you dead. Do you reckon he does it at every, yeah. every concert? Like, they've got a Bananarama tribute act yeah. on and he's, he's, he's fuming because they're not playing Iron Maiden, Run for the Hills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That wouldn't surprise me. That wouldn't surprise me. Oi. Imagine uh, if he got to see Metallica. <laughs> Imagine he kicked off at Metallica for playing too much Metallica. <laughs> You're getting boring now. <laughs> Oi. <laughs> Oi, ABBA tribute act. Stop playing all that current rubbish. We were... This song's from 1980. Play Metallica. <laughs> oh, man. I hope he never listens to this. Because then he's going to shoot me, isn't he? He'll come... He'll find you. He will find you. I <laughs> he was will kill me. Today. He was serious. Like a Grebo Liam Neeson, he will <laughs> find me and he will kill me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, so what I do, Adam, oh, my voice went a little bit. What I do, Adam, is I do a little quiz with the different, like, audience, with the different guests that I okay. have. And this week, I've decided okay. to go for what type of chocolate bar are you? It's what we're going to go for. What type of oh, chocolate yeah. bar are you? What type mm. of chocolate bar do you hope to be? Do I hope to be? Yeah. If you had to be one, mm. what, would, what would you be? I'd like to be a lion bar. Right. We're going for lion bar then. Right. Okay. Which chocolate <laughs> bar are you? Question one. <laughs> Adam, you have to choose a colour. Green, white, amber, purple, blue, red. Blue. Blue. Blue is locked in. Gone for blue. How much of a sweet tooth do you have? 
Chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. <laughs> I prefer a flan. <laughs> it, oh doesn't, it doesn't say that. It says I prefer something a bit less sickly, but I'm, we're going with I prefer a flan. I prefer flan. <laughs> I, I like I'll a bit, I like a bit of chocolate, but maybe some other things too. I like trying new flavours of chocolate or savoury all the way. Ooh, oh, see, I would, I would go for savoury over chocolate. I'm more of a sweet man. I love sweets. So I'd have to go for savoury. Okay. It's locked in. All right. This is more telling. Choose a texture. And this is for chocolate. Smooth. Mm-hmm. Like, like yourself, Adam. Wobbly. Soft, crunchy, or bubbly, like yourself, Adam. <laughs> I would go for crunchy. I'd go for crunchy. Loves a crunch. Okay. Question four. <laughs> Choose your ideal holiday activity. Going to oh. the beach, meeting the locals. Something action-packed like zip lining or exploring the jungle. Oh wow! Okay, I'll go. Oh, I'll go for the action adventure. Action adventure. I like your style. <laughs> your friends would describe you as adventurous, energetic, chatty, loyal, unreliable. I'd like to say loyal. Go for loyal. But I like it. Oh, now this one doesn't work. This doesn't work at all. You have to choose which <laughs> GIF applies to you, and I can't show you the GIF. Oh, no. I'd go for C. C. I love it. <laughs> I think C is so you as well. Is it? Oh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> the answer's in, right? Now, this quiz says what type of chocolate bar are you. They've not gone for brands. Oh, wow. You are a... It's a red wrapper, and it is called a wafer-filled wonder, which is quite clearly a Kit Kat. (laughs) Oh, my God, that's incredible. So you're a Kit Kat, Adam. Fair play, fair play. I'll go with that. I like a Kit Kat as well. Kit Kats are right. Do you prefer chunky or the fingered ones? Oh, uh... (laughs) Don't, um, don't, yeah, there, there, there. I like a chunky one, but I don't mind fingers. Who do you think would win in a fight if you got all the residents of Albert Square and all the residents of Coronation Street who would come out on top? Hmm. I think, I think people think the obvious answer would be the, uh, the EastEnders, but... I honestly truly think the Northerners will have the upper hand on this one. You've got the Dingles. I mean, they don't mess about, do they? <laughs> they don't, though, do There's they? No... Phil nah, Mitchell's on his way out. He's aging. He's slowing down. Yeah, he's looking a bit yellow. You know, <laughs> the, the vodka's not doing him very, uh, very good. I love that they use, like, people on social media use him as like a, as like a meme, like, this is going to be me yeah. on Saturday night and it's Phil Mitchell yeah. drinking vodka. What, you're going to be an alcoholic? <laughs> yeah, you're going to turn into an alcoholic. Yeah, it's like, I'm going to get Phil Mitchell this weekend and stuff like that. I love that. What, you're going to lose your kids due to alcoholism because of one <laughs> night in revs, you absolute head case. You're going to sleep with someone like Shirley. Good for you. We'll, we'll stick with the EastEnders theme because I feel, feel like me and you can bond over this oh yeah definitely who do you think is a better Lothario Max Branham or Beppe DeMarco (laughs) oh wow I would go with uh, Max you're going with Max I'm going to go with Max you know I'll tell you fair play fair play that man has got some serious moves. Yep. I'm got, yep. Max. He's, 
His son's wife, his, his wife's sister. Animal. His daughter's mate. I mean, he he's done it all, isn't it? Ah, he don't care, does he, Max Brannan? He's just, he's yeah, just happy, it, happy to be yeah, there, isn't he? he? I liked Beppe. He was great. I mean, he was... And he had that lovely little beard as well. Cracking little beard. He was my display picture on Twitter for a long time. <laughs> no way. And it got, yeah, it, amazing. And it got me into a bit of bother as well. Just, just through having him <laughs> as as my Twitter picture. I only did it for a laugh. There was no reason for it. It's not like I love Michael Greco or anything. I just decided that that would be <laughs> a funny thing to do. I've done it with loads of random people. It's been Ben Shepherd. It's been Colin yeah. Murray. It's been it's been it's been Louis Green quite a few times. But <laughs> but I just decided oh, for it one. to be to to be Beppe and. Um, I tweeted, oh, I'm going to be doing this comedy festival in Peterborough this weekend. If you're about, if you're around the area, let me know. And my Twitter was, was um, public at that point. It's private now, but it was public <laughs> at that point. And because I'd hashtagged the <laughs> festival, some geezer that was going to the festival was obviously looking at the hashtag, really excited about the festival, saw... I'm performing at the festival this weekend, saw the picture of Beppe, put two and two <laughs> together and replied to me. He replied, he went, no. yeah, he went, you do stand up now. Hashtag, <laughs> this is the best bit. Hashtag life after EastEnders. <laughs> that thought, is amazing. I never knew that. That is incredible. It carries on. I, I I thought at this point I could either say, look, I'm being weird. I'm not really Beppe from EastEnders, but have a nice time at the festival. But then I also run the risk of him seeing me at the festival and heckling me something this. <laughs> so there's pros and cons to that. I look less weird, oh. but it could also torpedo the set. <laughs> I vet the other option was to pretend I was Beppe from EastEnders, which is what I did. (laughs) I replied, yeah, yeah, just getting into it. Hope to see you at the weekend. I'm on at this time in this tent. Oh, my God. So on at 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 1.20 in the the Radio 105 tent, right? Oh, brilliant. So I'm about to go on, you know, waiting, waiting sort of near the stage. And the geezer turns up with a few of his mates and they're like sat down watching the comedy. So I go up, do my set. It's not twigged that it's me that he's been speaking to on, on Twitter. And I've come off and then another act who also isn't Beppe for me, Stenders, goes up. <laughs> and, his ma- oh, and, and it was at that point, his mates then started giving him grief because he told them all Beppe from EastEnders was going to be there. So they were giving him <laughs> stick. <laughs> and he's saying to him, like, I, I, honestly, I, I thought it was going to be this time. He got his phone out, showed him the tweet. It was fantastic. Oh, he never, my God. He never, that's t- he never tweeted me after it. Like, but I apologise to, to the guy that played <laughs> Beppe and the guy that wanted to see him do stand up. He might be really oh, funny. Oh, man. Thank you for joining me, mate. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you. That's all right, mate. So if anyone wants to to find you, obviously don't give your address in case the Metallica geezer (laughs) gets wind, but where where can people find you on social media and stuff? Yeah, um, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, uh, what am I saying, YouTube. um, But my my main one will be the Facebook page. Yeah, just search Adam Thomas on there. And that'll be... So I've got loads of updates of what I'm doing, gigs and random stuff at the moment. Um, but yeah, yeah, definitely on all most platforms. I'm not, I'm not really on Twitter, to be fair, but um, yeah, Facebook, Do it. Instagram, YouTube will be the best way. Get a Twitter, set your profile picture as an obscure 90s soap star. Yes. <laughs> see how you get on. Definitely. I should do uh, Steve Owen. Remember him? <laughs> Steve, <laughs> St- Steve Owen is now a uh, a now singer songwriter mm. based in Ipswich. <laughs> <laughs>
to be fair, he was at a bally, wasn't he? He was there. Uh, yeah, but he's, the, uh, he's making, a, making a bit of a resurgence, isn't he? I think because his son's quite popular now, he's sort of, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Riding the coattails. No, he's not. He's not. <laughs> I'll, go he's not I'll go for it. He's not. He's not. He's not. He's, he's there on merit. This has got nothing to do with his boy. Um, so, yeah, f- f- thanks, Adam. It's, it's been really nice chatting to you, mate. You too, man. It's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. So, that was Adam Thomas. Uh, I think you'll agree that he's a, he's a very funny guy and a very nice guy as well. You know, he's, he's doing a lot on social media to sort of provide people with some form of entertainment during this during this difficult time and I think we have to respect people like Adam for doing that Uh, a lot of people on the local music scene uh, who have dealt with Adam in the past know Adam as as a genuinely lovely guy and I am really glad that he's getting a lot of attention during this time because he he really does deserve it he works tremendously hard so please do follow Adam on Instagram Adam Thomas official and follow him on Facebook as well where he will do some live streams and he will also take requests so that's always a win when they take requests there's nothing worse than when you're at a nightclub or you're at like a, a pub that moonlights as a nightclub and you'll go to the DJ and the DJ takes themselves a little bit too seriously and you'll ask for a song. Maybe it's your mate's birthday. Maybe you want to bring a little bit of joy to their 18th birthday or wherever it is and you want to request a song and the guy will sort of be like, no, I'm an artist. I will choose the song if I think it fits with the overall ambiance of the evening. It's a Friday night in Ipswich, mate. You'll play what people want you to play. Anyway, thank you for listening to Smiling Politely. I, as always, have been Aaron J, and I hope to keep getting people come back and listening to the podcast. I've been very happy with with the people that have been listening and sending me really supportive messages. It means a great deal to me to have such wonderful people listening to the podcast and, and communicating with the podcast too. So I will see you next week, every Monday, for another edition of Smiling Politely. Have a wonderful week, guys.